So it's on? Yes. Okay. So far, so good. All righty. Well, good morning. I am excited to be here with you today and starting on our seamless study. How did everybody do this week? Pretty good, right? However far you got, good for you. Kudos. I'm so happy that you're here this morning. And we're going to um, just cover a lot of ground, but I know that you're up to the task. So how about if we just uh, come to the Lord in prayer before we jump into his word? Our great God and Father, we praise your holy name. We worship you. We are grateful for this time to be able to be here. Would you quiet each of our hearts and minds that we may hear from your word what you have to say to each one of us. Please let us get a clear picture of you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So we covered a lot in our study this week, wouldn't you say? A lot of ground was covered. And I just want to reiterate what Chrissy said last week as she was speaking. And that to remember that, you know what, we are all here learning together. We are all learning together. And as we study, um, some of us are newer, some of us who have been here for a while, but some of us, th this is all, all new as far as the whole comprehensive Bible study to, to be looking at the big picture. So if it is helpful for you as you're looking to use the table of contents, do it. If it is helpful for you to get tabs that mark each book, by golly, go out and get the tabs. If it is helpful for you to get a children's Bible or my Kevin would read to the kids from, it was like a Bible done like in a comic strip type thing. Every night he would read to them. You know what? Go grab it and do it. Whatever it is that gives you <clears throat> a better understanding. Our goal, our goal of this study is a better understanding or picture of the uh, overreaching, of the overreaching narrative and story of God and how things fit together. That's what our goal is here. So as we are looking, we want to see, and I just wanted to use, this was the biggest umbrella I had at home. Um, but I wanted it to be the picture that our study here, the seamless study, is the big overview of the whole Bible. That's, that's our goal. And we are going, it's like the bird's eye view is what we're getting. For God's plan of redemption all through the Bible, from the beginning to the end, we're going to see it all go in this overarching view of God's story. We're going to see the story of redemption, his plan for redemption through the whole thing. Now, here's what's going to be tempting, is to come down from way up here in our bird's eye view and to take a dive into these individual stories and to sit there and to and to get more information that's going to come up oh but but what about this with noah and and adam and eve here and and there's going to be because there's a ton in there ladies and we are going to be so um drawn to that now here's the great part about that it's so exciting that you we are never going to run out of stuff to study we are never going to run out of finding out more about our great God in his word. This is how God has chosen to reveal himself to humanity 
through his written word. And what we read in here are the accounts and the narratives that he has given to show himself, to show us his character. That's what we are studying in his word. And we, um, we, we will have time in, in the next semester even to go deeper and deeper. There is so much study that we will never exhaust the depths of the truth, of the life of his word that he gives us here, of knowing about more who he is. It, it's for our whole lives. That is what is so, under, so exciting about studying God's word. Here's what we want, ladies, as we are in his word. We want to come to know him more. Because in the knowing, we're going to love him more. And as we love him more, we're going to want to obey him more. We are going to want to serve him more. We are going to want to bring him glory in everything that we do and, we, and that we say. That's the goal of our life. is to bring glory to our great God. To know him better. To serve him and walk with him in all of our days. And how exciting that we're starting. And we're getting to see the big picture of his great love through all of his word. So that's what, that's what we're starting with. And as we know him and love him and obey him and serve him, and then we get to know him more as we read because we're drawn to, to know him more in his word, right? And so then it's just this fabulous circle of his great love and truth being wrapped around us for our entire life. So where did we start this circle this week? We started it in the beginning. Genesis 1-1, right? In the beginning. The book of Genesis, we started it. Now, I know that we covered um, chapters 1 through 11, basically, in our study. And Genesis, the book of origin, the book of beginnings, that's what, that's what this book is here, Genesis. It answers so many questions that everyone in the world is asking. It answers the question of who created? How did the world come into being? How did human beings come into being? Who did the creating? Where did sin come from? Why is there so much brokenness and pain in the world? How did civilizations form? Genesis, chapters 1 through 11. If you didn't happen to read it, I would challenge you to do it this week. It doesn't take very long. It sounds like a lot, chapters 1 through 11. 20 minutes. And you're going to get the, the, the feel. You're going to get the whole view of God setting up the beginning. Here's something that I want us to remember as, as we're looking at this. Do you realize, do you realize that as these questions are answered, how the earth was created, how did we come into being, that it was all by the power of God. 
And did you catch this? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How did the earth come into being? How did it get here? Who did it? Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and the darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. That's so much of all the accounts. And God said, and God spoke. His word spoke. Just by his word, everything came into being. And with man, he breathed life. There was life for man. Our God is so powerful. The book of beginnings, he gave life and then relationship with him. And then we see the beginning of how sin came into the world. And then sacrifice, the promise of redemption to come, is he gives here in chapter 3, as we studied in our um, lesson, family life is established here. Albeit we don't want to see our family life go quite that way with our sons Cain and Abel. Um, civilization, the nations of the world, suffering, the Hebrew people. That's in chapter 12. I know I'm just going to give a little teaser for next week. But, but that's all the beginning of how the Lord has laid it out. And how he would call through the Hebrew people to be his own. And he would show his great love to all of mankind through them. And bring forth the promised Savior, Jesus Christ. so exciting to see that as we study right here, just in this very week study, chapters 1 through 12, we see God laying the foundation for the world, for humanity. We see the big picture. The big picture. And all of this, what I would love for us to remember through this is that God reveals himself through his word. God reveals himself in all of scripture. With all the beginnings that we see in this Genesis, do you know which beginning we don't see? God's beginning. We don't see God's beginning because God is eternal. God always has been and always will be. Revelation 1.8 is there for you on your sheet, your study sheet. And here is God speaking. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. That is, that is back in the book of Revelation at the end. It is true of our great God who spoke the earth into being. He is and was and is to come. That is God's 
attribute, his character, it's who he is. And ladies, as we study his word, we want to remember that if this is how God has chosen to reveal himself in the, to the world in the written Holy Spirit-inspired word, then we want to look at this overarching narrative and we want to have it be that we are learning more about him. So we want to be looking for that in here. We want to be looking for that so that we can what? So that we can know him more and love him more and obey him and serve him and bring him glory. So we want to be looking for who he is because he's revealing himself in here. And what did we see in these first 11 verses? I mean chapters. Our God is eternal, first of all. I'd say he's pretty all-powerful. Wouldn't you? He's pretty darn all-powerful. That's it. Uh, the man, he, he spoke it into existence. His breath gives life. That is power. He is sovereign. He is over, he is in control of it all because he has set it into motion. This is our great God. We saw what later? In, we saw his wrath, his righteous judgment, a part of his character, one that we don't like to talk about very much. I'd much rather sit over here in the grace and the love, wouldn't you? In fact, I just want to drown in this part. And we do. When we realize this part, that our God is righteous, and he is holy, and he is just, righteous God, all-powerful, all-sovereign, and until that gets into the depths of our soul, we will miss, we will miss the greatness of his love and the fact of his incomprehensible mercy that he displays throughout the word, his word over and over, how he longs for us to be drawn to him. We'll miss it. If we aren't sitting under this fact, and if we aren't recognizing who it is that we are praying to, who it is that we are, are talking with or are trusting our life with, if it's just my acceptance, just out of my forgiveness for you, what would that do for your life? Wouldn't change it. But that's kind of what our perspective is. How we would view it. How we would view sin. Oh, it's not too bad. I don't want it to be that bad. Whether it's gossiping or 
cheating or lying or losing my temper or, or can, can we list like a zillion? But that's not how God sees it. You know why? Because it separates us from him. God wants to be with us. Didn't he create Adam and Eve to be in perfect relationship with him? Sin destroys that. God wants no part of that for us or in us. And so his perspective is so much different than ours, ladies. And as we see things, and we will, where we think, why did he do that? Or, or, or that seems so mean. I have to remember who it is I'm talking about. Our great God, who I have, his thoughts are way above mine, his ways, his everything. So let me look to see how did he reveal himself in here. His mercy and his love. And I am so excited for this part. Do you know that the Women's Bible Study Leadership, because they are just so fabulous, you are all going to be getting this prayer, talking with God sheep. Uh, in your group today to put in your pink folder. On the back, on the back are many of the attributes and characteristics of God. These are things we want to be looking for in his word. These are things we want to be praising him for. This is what we want to know about him. When I know that of his goodness, that he is a faithful God, that he is patient, that he is the one and only, that he is majestic. It's all here. And I'm just going to give a shout out to our dear Pat Ems, who started Women's Bible Study at this church. This sheet, she prays one of them a week. And she has been doing it probably for the last 40 years. This woman knows her great God. Her heart and her soul and her life rests in him. Do I look at... Is that who I'm giving praise to? I'm giving praise to God for the truth of who he is that has, I've seen sustain her and that I know he will sustain you and I know he will sustain me. So let's get in his word and find out more about him. Because behind and beneath the Bible, above and beyond the Bible, is the God of the Bible. The Bible is God's written revelation of his will to humanity. The central theme is salvation through Jesus Christ. Henrietta Mears, uh, that is a quote from her book. It's called What the Bible is All About. It's a Bible handbook. Fabulous little chapters on each book of the Bible. Gives you history, gives you some stuff there. Great little, little star. You might want to star that one and look into that. Um, but that's what we want to remember, is that behind, beneath, above, the words is the God of the Bible. And that's who we want to know. That's who we want to come to know, who he is. And it's beautiful to see God's revelation cohesively interwoven throughout all of Scripture. All of Scripture. Who he is, is in the Old Testament as much as it's in the New Testament. His heart for humanity is plain to see 
in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And do you know this? If you are a follower of Christ, if you are a Christian, if you have received Christ's salvation, his forgiveness, his promise of hope for your salvation, then did you know that this Old Testament that we're studying, this is your spiritual history. As a believer, this Old Testament, this is our spiritual history. It's the same God, his same heart. How exciting is that? Now, I don't want to look ahead or give a spoiler alert because this verse that I'm going to share with you is from the New Testament, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, Because luckily it's in Ephesians, so we've got a little ways to go. Um, um, The Apostle Paul wrote this book to the church at Ephesus to give them encouragement and to remind them of who they, they are in Christ. And I wanted to read it because it was thousand years more past what we're in now in Genesis. And I want you to see the cohesiveness of God's great love to us. The first part of chapter 2, he's talking about how we were dead in our trespasses and sin. So like Adam and Eve, how we're separated from God and how people, that's, that's the whole big story, isn't it? You'll see over and over, and that that is the spoiler alert I'm just going to tell you. Here's the pattern. God sets up what is good for us. He sets up his laws. He sets up, he tells them, don't eat from the tree, because why? It is for their good. Ladies, he sets it all up for our good. He knows our good. And what do people do? Since Genesis to today, they turn and go their own way. Because I can do it better. And I like the way this feels a little better right now. And I think that this will work out even though I know it's not quite in accordance with the way God would have us do it. His way will always be better. His way will always be better. So here's what he is saying. While you were separated, while you were lost. Verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up with him. And seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Jesus Christ. Even from that point, he wants in the ages to come that everyone would see the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. From the beginning, he wants us to see his great love and kindness, how even as people step away and go their own way, he draws them back. Didn't he not provide covering for Adam and Eve? 
He saved Noah and his family from the flood. He came alongside the suffering Job and reminded Job of who he is, who God is. <coughs> One of my favorite verses in that book, when Job comes to the point where he sees this side of God, his wrath, his judgment, his righteousness, and it drives him to his knees to say, yea, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Because he also saw his love and his mercy and his kindness, and that's what drove him to his knees in, in praise and adoration. But God, being rich in mercy and his great love, shows us all through this who he is and his character of who he is from the beginning. From the beginning. God gives life. He seeks to restore and redeem, and he loves beyond measure. There's a verse in here that tells us that these are not just idle words for you. They are your life. When our kids turn 18, they each get a Bible, and that's the verse I put in the beginning uh, on their page where we kind of sign it. These are not just idle words for you. They are your life. And thank you, Lord, that you had given them to us, that we may know you, that we may come to love you and obey you and serve you and bring you glory. So let's go out this week, ladies, with a heart eager to learn more about him that we may come to know him better, love him more, and obey him, and serve him, and bring him glory. And may that then seek us to know him better so that we may love him more. And I pray that that will be the circle around your life this week as you go into these words of God that give you life. Father, Bring us back to your word over and over and show us who you are. In Christ's name, amen.